situation. He took a pinch in the back, he got beaten for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Please. Managers on a Major League Baseball team, don't make decisions! Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Jimmy's Bob Pearl Harbor? The castration of the Major League Baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my winner! going on, everybody? Another edition of the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Alwish's Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck, located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. i got to be honest. I mean, I've probably let out every possible emotion I can over the fact that at least opening day of Major League Baseball is going to be delayed. And I've yelled and I've screamed and I've ranted and raved and I've expressed the fact that I'm not happy, that I'm pissed off, that and, and every possible reason that I could be unhappy or pissed off. And I'm about finished with it right now. So the spot that we're in right now becomes a little rhetorical, becomes a little overstated. Hey, who's at fault? You know, it gets to a point where you really lose interest in whose fault it is. Now you want to say, hey, I'm pro player, you know, which a lot of people are. And I'll agree with the majority of what you're saying. I don't think there's any points or facts that you're going to make that that did I think are, are a little bit off. You got the right to blame the owners. And the owners precipitated this lockout, which they announced. They made the decision to wait, you know, certain what forty something days before they negotiated with the players. And you make a very good case that this whole thing was calculated. And it was set by the owners because, you know what, maybe they went back to the year of 2020 and realized in hindsight that they paid their players 37% of their salaries. And hey, the more games that you knock off the schedule, the more games that you don't have to pay the players for, the more money the owners can therefore save. So if your take is, hey, I'm going to blame this solely 100% unconditionally on the Major League Baseball owners, that's fine. If you want to take a different stance and blame the players, different things the players could have done different, talk about, hey, the players are the employers, the owner, I mean, the players are the employees, the owners are the employers, whatever stance you want to take, honestly, I'm not here to fight with you. I don't care about that. None of that's important. Whose fault over whether the reason that Major League Baseball isn't happening right now in 2022, and at least indefinitely for the foreseeable future, is not going to be on the radar, I could give a shit whose fault it is. I'm pissed. I'm bothered. I'm actually over pissed. I'm not even here to yell about it anymore. And I've spent some time trying to figure out through my own heart of hearts of what I could best relate this to. And the reason that I'm disappointed in everybody, the reason that I feel like I personally have been let down, listen, I don't work in baseball. I spend time, you know, the times that I do doing my podcast and my show, which obviously is centered around baseball, but over the years has opened up into other sports. But every year in March, I go down to Florida to watch spring training baseball. Two weeks, specific weeks of the year, I decide to take road trips to different Major League Baseball stadiums. Every December, since what, 2016 or 2017, not counting, of course, 2020, where nothing was open, I go down to the baseball winter meetings wherever they end up having to be. So yes, 
I have a vested interest in watching baseball and baseball being active. So what's the major reason that baseball is in a situation that it's it? Well, you could talk about the fact that the owners and the players knew they were at odds over two years before that drop-dead date of December 1st, 2021. And we talk about, hey, the fact that, you know, you were probably headed towards a lockout. It looked like there wasn't going to be an agreement in place. But nobody on the side of the owners nor players seemed to give a shit at all. So I have an issue with that. You have over two years when not only the media is reporting, but every waking baseball fan knows that the MLBPA and the Major League Baseball owners led by the commissioner are at serious odds over what they think the next collective bargaining agreement should be. So, once again, I have very little pity for anybody. There's no victims in this case. And the best thing I could compare it to is a something you're seeing almost 50% and more than 50% of all marriages. They end in divorce. Now, a marriage, if you look at the definition of it, it's a forever bond between two people. And the sanctity in it is centered around the fact that it is forever. It lasts until death do you part. And then you hit the part of the marriage where you bring children into this world. And those children were brought in by the decision of those that are married. If I'm a child and my parents are divorced, I don't give a shit whose fault it is. I don't care who was more to blame for the fact that my parents aren't together anymore. I look at both of them as a categorical failure. That's what it is. A divorce is a failure of a marriage. That's, That's exactly what it is. The fact that the Major League Baseball owners and players couldn't come together on an agreement and we're not having baseball right now is a categorical failure on both of their ends. I could care less about the players. I could care less about the owners. They both let me down if I was their child. If they were my parents and I was their child, I would look at them and ask them why they couldn't hold their marriage together. Why they would take an oath and a bond to be with each other for the rest of their lives and then fail me as their child by deciding that they're going to split up. Once again, I don't give a shit whose fault it is. I don't care if mom was unfaithful. I don't care if dad was a degenerate gambler and a drunk. The bottom line is you as the parents failed me, the child. And that's what I feel as a Major League Baseball fan right now. The owners and the players, i.e. parents, have failed the child. And once again, if you're sitting here standing for the players, oh my God, they're doing the right thing. Now, I really support you players. Well, just know that the players are sticking it up your rear because they're no closer to an agreement. And you think they're being held back because of the owners forcing them to accept a deal Once again, I don't feel any sympathy. I don't feel any sympathy for anybody that's involved in this whatsoever. I'm your child, baseball owners and players. 
and you guys couldn't get along enough to keep your commitment that you have in the marriage of keeping Major League Baseball running right now. Like I said, if if owners is, you know, that that bad father that's running around sleeping with other women or men and has a drug problem and is abusive and is a criminal, you still have to look yourself in the mirror and say, why did this fail? What what did the woman or the spouse do? To allow this person to get into their lives. To make a commitment. A death till death do you part commitment. Which is what the owners and players have agreed to. By simply having a collective bargaining agreement. And I look at it as a divorce. But hey. Listen. There's a lot of divorced people that might be listening to the program right now. And you might be pissed off. Because I'm talking about your inability to keep your marriage together. Well. Hey, you got something in common with Major League Baseball right now. Divorcees, you can say, hey, you're just like baseball. You both failed at your marriage. You both failed at the obligation you had to fulfill your part in the relationship. So congratulations. And like I said, saying that don't make me feel any better. Hearing the commissioner, I'm, I'm tired of bashing the commissioner. The owners, I'm tired of bashing the owners. The couple little things that I think the players could do or could have done better, I, I could care less about that. The bottom line is the sport of baseball has failed me, failed millions and millions of other people, and I have a hard time looking that sport in the eye to tell me that they have my best interest in mind because they, they don't. They could care less. The owners care about the owners. Players care about the players. You can hear all this rhetoric and you know, crap that you hear about how, hey, they care about so many other things. They care about each other. Just like the two divorced parents that couldn't put aside their differences because they don't take marriage seriously as the to, until death do you part bond that it is. And Major League Baseball, hey, you might as well say, hey, the owners and the players have been married and divorced several times. And obviously you know about the history of the fight that exists in baseball, which started with the reserve clause, which uh, was fought at many different times. You know, as, as early as the 1880s and 1890s, the Players League of 1890, the Federal League of 1914, the rise of the Pacific Coast League and the International League in, in the late 1940s, leading to expansion. The Kurt Flood decision. And Kurt Flood making the decision on his own to fight and challenge baseball's reserve clause in 1969 and everything that came of that. Of course, the sacrificing of Kurt Flood's career, which you could say led to Major League Baseball hiring Peter Seitz as an independent arbiter to handle disputes between the players and the owners. It also led to the formation of the Players Association led by Marvin Miller. And, of course, the Peter Seitz decision of 1975, which made Andy Messersmith and Dave McNally free agents, led to free agency throughout baseball. And the reason for the players and the owners to collectively bargain. And, obviously, the pendulum swung in the other direction, and the players had the upper hand for, for a long, long time. 
And you can still say the players may have a little bit of an upper hand, even though that's certainly more disputable right now. But obviously you got the collusion cases of the 1980s where the owners decided they were going to dictate which players signed with what teams and curtail salaries that way. Well, the owners were found guilty of collusion and had to pay millions and millions of dollars in damages. Obviously leading to the strike of 1994 where the players refused to agree to a salary cap and everything that's come out of it since and baseball's labor peace, which I will tell you, after the strike of 1994, Bud Selig had done a very good job of maintaining peace between the players and the owners. But you have everything building up into what it is right now and what bothers me the most is the fact that it wasn't a surprise when baseball shut itself down on December 1st. And you could say, like I said, the owners, oh, they, they didn't have to do it. Well, you know, the players weren't negotiating at all. The, play, the owners weren't negotiating with the players. Once again, it's an example of your average marriage where neither the husband nor the wife is really given a damn about the bond that they agreed to. And the children, like I said, are the ones that have to suffer. As baseball fans, we are all children of this great game that we support. And like I said, you could talk all day about who you want to blame for this. I'm blaming everybody. And it because it was common knowledge that the owners and the players were so far apart when it came to a new CBA as early as two years ago. And to wait until December 1st and act like you're so shocked when MLB in institutes a lockout, well, that's because nobody tried anything. The owners nor the players. Mommy and Daddy both failed at this marriage. And they deserve to be divorced. And they deserve for every one of their children, the baseball fans, to be pissed off at them right now. And think about it. Think about how scarred you are as a child. You don't trust any sacred bond. You grow up and you fall in love and you think about getting married. Well, you're obviously not going to take marriage very seriously because your parents sucked so bad at it. Maybe you don't get married, but if you do, you know, you're, you're certainly not going to take it, you know, you feel like you're going to have to take it any more seriously than your parents did. And that's where we're at with the game of baseball. Whenever it resets itself, how far do the owners want to go? How many game checks do they want to cut? What has to happen to be in agreement and give this marriage another try between the players and the owners? And I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is I'm disgusted. All I know is that I could care less about Major League Baseball until I get any inclination that Major League Baseball is going to start. I could care less about the rest of free agency. I could care less of when the season's going to start. Because you know what? It's all out of my control. And out of my control, as a person that plans their life around the Major League Baseball season. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, fans say, oh, watch minor league baseball. Watch some college baseball. Go support your local little league. Those are all things that sound nice when you say it. But can, you, can we take a step back and realize that it's not the same thing? I mean, if, if baseball were to, and let's say the Players Association decided to run 
a series of replacement players out there. You know, maybe there's some minor leaguers, maybe there's some former players, maybe there's some some players within their association that are going to try to uh, start their own league without the owners. Or the owners take the route, which we are more familiar with, of, hiding, of hiring replacement players and scabs to play the sport. Would that be the same product? Would we be watching something similar that we can enjoy? Would you even watch that? I think those are all important questions, but questions that are relevant to those that are saying, oh, go support your minor league baseball. Go watch some college baseball. Listen, if your issue is just watching the sport and you don't care who's playing it, well, I think that's one thing. But there certainly is a competitive difference in watching Major League Baseball than Minor League Baseball. There's certainly a competitive difference in watching Major League Baseball than College Baseball. And the fact that I'm sitting here feel seemingly like an idiot of having to explain it you know, I know that it's not enough to shut people down that just say, oh, well, I feel better now I know I'm going to watch minor league baseball. I feel better that I know I'm going to watch college baseball. Hey, if, if anything, watch another professional league. Watch the KBO. Watch, you know, Nippon baseball. Watch the Mexican league. Something that's at uh, almost on the level. At least know that some of those players played in the major leagues or will play in the major leagues at some point. I could care less about minor league baseball. And sure, may I take my, my, my ride out to Lakewood to watch the Jersey Shore Blue Claws? Yeah, probably. Will I go to Somerset to watch the you know the Patriots? Yeah. And maybe I'll find some other stadiums to try to check out in minor league baseball if this lockout is going to dig itself deep into the 2022 baseball season. But honestly, I'm, it doesn't replace it. And anybody out there that thinks that it does, you're delusional. Anybody out there that thinks that it, it's something that could easily replace, hey, watch a college game. Listen, uh, there's a half a whatever percentage of people that are out there that are playing within that game that aren't going to play a professional game in their life. Most of them are going to be out there you know, doing the things that adults do. And whether, whether it turns out to be uh, watching, um, I don't know, any, any job that you could imagine. These kids that are out there playing college baseball are probably don't. Maybe some of them work in sports. But most, most of them aren't. And you want them playing a game you love, probably in a, in a haphazard and less natured way. And then you say, hey, professional baseball players play minor league baseball. Well, my issue with minor league baseball is what percentage of those minor league baseball players that you're going to be watching are you going to see in the major leagues at some point? And you could say, hey, everybody is given the dream, the chance, the shot, the opportunity. And this is why baseball really is the ultimate dream sport. And I believe that. I believe any player that signs as an amateur free agent, any player that comes up through, you know, is taken anywhere in a draft, drafted, undrafted, all have an opportunity to do great things. Not just get to the major leagues, but become a star. Mike Piazza was a 62nd round pick. How many players can you say were undrafted and ended up becoming major league stars? And, you know, some are in the Hall of Fame. 
your 40-man roster players aren't coming with you. They're not playing in AAA or AA or you know high A. So the players that you really would be looking to see are very minimal. You can see some top draft picks. You can see some players that maybe are, are a year away from being added to a 40-man roster. And you know what? I'll admit, I'll take a step back and say, hey, I'm interested in that. I, I, could, I, could, I could go to bed with that. I could get with that. But when it comes down to it, you're seeing an inferior product. And the ones that have the control over the superior product don't seem interested in playing baseball games. And like I said, you want to make this about who you want to share the blame to. Well, you know, think of your divorced parents and, and, and really dig in to debate who was the cause of your, your parents' divorce. And if you do, if you identify that, I don't know if it's going to impact how much you love your parents or don't love your parents, but you probably should love the two people that brought you into this world. And what bothers me the most about this is it doesn't seem like either side cares about anybody but themselves. Certainly don't care about their fans. You know, you could talk about how great, you know, the baseball fan is, how loyal they are, how many fans had tickets to opening day in the first week of the season, which we know is already canceled, and they're trying to figure out what to do with those tickets. You can think about all the fans that bought season plans. Like I said, fans like me that have a Florida trip planned to watch baseball and two trips planned to cross off Major League Baseball stadiums that one has not seen before. What am I supposed to do now? And like I said, you can go see a couple minor league baseball games. You could watch you know, the KBO. It's not the same. And just admit that it is a failure. The failure between the Major League Baseball Players Union and its owners, led by the commissioner, is like mommy and daddy quitting on their agreement that they made in front of God that they were going to stay married until death do them part. And just decide one day, hey, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it didn't work. Yeah. He or she changed. He or she did this. I can't take this anymore. Well, you know what? You should have figured that out before you made the commitment to get married and bring children into the world. And the owners and the players, I'm going to close it with this. If you, if you cared enough about the very sport that you claim that you support, you would have cared a little more about all the fans that exist in the sport of baseball. And you would have spoken with each other, either the players to the owners or the owners to the players, long before December 1st of 2021. You knew there was issues. You knew you were going to have a hard time coming to an agreement. Why the hell did you not speak to each other? Why the hell did you not negotiate before the lockout? You knew there was over two years that there was an issue between the players and the owners and they were not close on a new CBA. So that's where you screwed the fans. That's where you screwed the sanctity of your very own marriage. We'll be back with you on Saturday. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side. Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books in my apartment.
smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. It'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I was supposed to be here today. Especially prospect horrors and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude who believes a dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. 